much for tuning in to the Soy Chingona podcast. I'm your host, E. Marie, and I'm so excited to start off this 2020 um, with my first guest, Cindy. Um, and I'm going to let her actually introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who you are today. Hi, guys. Um, well, I'm Cindy Kanek, a.k.a. the Mommy Goddess. And I want to start off with just saying mil gracias for having me here. Um, I'm here in San Diego in Barrio Logan where everything started. I love it here. I feel at home. This is my second home. And um, so who am I today? Yeah. Who am I today? <laughs> Let's jump into that right Let's away. Like, who am I today? Let's do this. <laughs> I am a spiritual catalyst, soul activator, soul lover, energy healer. I love to program people to start living from the truth selves. Put them back, put their souls back into their body for them to feel their energy, their vibration, their purpose, their dawn, their gift. Um, that's who I am now. I'm a soul activator. Yeah, ooh, I like that. <laughs> I'm that one down, soul activator. <laughs> yes. So, Cindy, you're, um, I know you live in LA now, or where are you exactly? It's Long Beach, closer to Long Beach, right? I live in Redondo Beach. Redondo Beach. Um, so, is that where you're from? No. I was born in Guadalajara, Jalisco. Ooh. I was, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm an immigrant. I came when I was a little baby, when I was okay. un año, a year old. Um, my parents brought me to the United States. They were, you know, living in Guadalajara, fell in love. My dad came. Uh, first and started working here and mm -hmm. in the interim I was in Mexico I was born in Guadalajara my she, my mom was pregnant with my brother and at the time of course they were like some time apart so she was ready to reunite with my dad and they she made a bold decision to come by herself embarazada conmigo and the only thing, I don't know all the details, but the one story that I do know that she keeps on telling me and that she tells me, and there's a picture of me, where, because it was so dangerous back there for a woman to, you know, cruzar la frontera con un coyote. Right. It used to be easier back then, you know, it was not that expensive, and right. there was, like, ways. Um, my mom, they told her, like, they gave her all the tips, you know, like, a, a mother, a woman doing it by herself, like, make sure, que, you know, it's dangerous to travel with a little girl, so... Cortale el pelo and hazla pasar como un niño. So I literally, me crucé la frontera. I was like about a year old, maybe a little bit less than a year. And I, there's a picture of me where I'm wearing like overalls and like a boycott. Because I, you know, she did what she had to do, you know, to yeah. come back to my dad and um, start a life here. So I immigrated from Guadalajara when I was one, and we um, set, settled roots pretty quickly in the West LA area of LA. Okay. So I was kind of over there by the Venice, Cadillac area. Mm -hmm. It's not what it is now, because right now if you go to that area, it's all gentrified. Yeah, yeah. Culver City is not what it is now. So I grew up in, in that area, that's where I grew up, and then I met baby daddy, and I migrated down south to the South Bay, and okay. I've been there ever since. Okay. I've been there, you know, raising my kids. Yeah. That area. Tell me what it was like to grow up here, n knowing that this isn't originally your home. How was that affected in your childhood? Oh my gosh. Well, 
I, I could tell you a story of when I first went to Guadalajara because that's where I got my first awareness of what that would I the contrast of knowing that uh-huh. I wasn't in my tierra yeah and it was so I was so young I was so young I was maybe like I don't remember between eight and ten years old when I first went back to Guadalajara for the first time okay at that time I think it was like the mid 80s late 80s mm-hmm. and I think Reagan had passed La Mistia mm-hmm. which my parents were able to get documented at that point con la mistia. and um, we my parents really wanted to go back my mom hadn't gone back in years and she really wanted to take us to go visit my grandma and all the cousins and she made a very bold decision at that time to ask one of my tias <laughs> que me prestara una acta de una de mis primas that was like you know the same age yeah so at that time we already estamos en los trámites. I was already in like the process of like getting documented. Yeah. But she was like, we need to go. Like it's already happening. It's she's probably me because I was the only one. Mm-hmm. She's probably gonna get her papers like in like you know six months or a yeah, year. Because your brother was born here. Correct. Okay. So at that time we went, and this is where the awareness came, where I felt that difference, and I still remember. Like, I still remember that plane ride, and I, I remember going on the plane you know I just I didn't know what was happening like oh we're going to the Guadalajara and at that time actually it was a very healing journey to Guadalajara I had my first awareness of the different uh, realms okay. um, I was at the plane and I think I kind of fell asleep and I woke up and when I woke up I was still like in that dream state mm-hmm. and spirit showed me it was the weirdest thing because I was up in the sky mm-hmm. I felt like he showed me different planes he showed me like you know, aquel piso es un, una vida. And then he showed me like literally like columns, horizontal columns of the parallel planes. And I don't know if this is true or not, but you know, you see those movies where you like kind of go into the quantum fields yeah. and you move through lifetimes. Right. That he was showing me that. He was showing me like que we were living parallel lifetimes. Like, ahorita estoy viviendo una vida, pero at this time period, there was there's other... Uh, lifetimes kind of living at the same time almost like the pasado y el futuro it was the weirdest thing so that happened on that plane right and then as we were landing in Guadalajara because you know like I I, I'm I'm an energy seer feeler manipulator I'm I that's my gift that's my own and I didn't know that back then but I felt it when I as soon as I, I we started to like go down into the energetic atmosphere of Guadalajara mm-hmm. I could smell it I could feel it and I started to cry at my young age of whatever like nights I started to cry because I felt like this is my home like this is everything where everything became familiar right oh like my all God. your senses heightened like being I just thinking about that I remember because I remember like it was this visceral feeling in my chest like dude like aquí nací yo like this is where my soul came down to yeah. incarnate a body. Yeah. I felt that. So that's, that was my experience like coming back to mi tierra and then yeah. like knowing that I always knew that that was kind of the birthplace of like my soul but mm-hmm. after that I felt very like disconnected in a sense, not in a bad way. Like I just knew that my soul was meant to go everywhere. I don't know if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm supposed to just travel. 
and yeah. like be this gypsy. Yeah. And I have that in my nature now. Like that's who I am. <laughs> so. When you're talking about this experience, which is really like trippy for me because for me being born and raised in San Diego and the first time that I ventured into Mexico was in Aguascalientes, right? And when I went there, it was my first time not going, I mean, I grew up by the border, right? So I, Tijuana was like, we just walked back and forth, no big deal. Like going to Rosarito, like mm -hmm. Ensenada, the beach areas, right? It was no big deal. This was the first time that I went into Mexico. And that, I've never felt so grounded in my life. Like being there, being able to put my feet like in the ground, it, it was just this, this overwhelming feeling of like, wow, this is, I belong. Mm -hmm. And I, not that you can't feel that here, but it was different, right? For mm -hmm. me, it was like, I'm connecting with my ancestors. That's what that grounding was mm -hmm. for me. So I can understand why you get into this atmosphere, not even hitting the ground yet, but you get into this atmosphere and you're already feeling like everything emerged like to you. Um, when you talk about seeing that and feeling that on the airplane, when did you start actually recognizing those things, right? Because we go through these things as children. Mm -hmm. We don't normally talk about it. Mm -hmm. We normally think we're tripping or like, oh, that's weird, right? And no. then you kind of forget about things. Mm -hmm. When did that become so relevant in your life? You know what? Actually, now that you're think talking about it, I think it really, that trip really act gave me an activation mm -hmm. because I... Before that, there was, you know, a very traumatic past with um, my parents. Um, you know, they were like domestic violence and we left and they got divorced. And I remember all of that, but I don't remember the gift at that point because mm -hmm. there was a lot of like um, energetic trauma that my yeah. mom was going through. Yeah. And so by the time we went to Guadalajara, we were, he, she was separated from my dad, but they were, you know, that relationship, so she was already separated and we, you know, they were kind of yes and no and. I think I, he went, but he ended up going to his family's house. So when I went to this trip, this is when I really started to something act for sure, like something activated that trip because my la casa de mi abuelita is really old, and I remember, oh Dios mío, like there energetically, there's some spaces in the houses that I just couldn't go to. Uh huh. And to this to this day, like like I still ask my grandma, I'm like, why why can't I go sleep over there? And then she starts telling me all these stories. Because believe it or not, my grandma's also, she's an intuitive. She's never practiced it. But she, like, starts telling me que, you know, allí, you know, allí enterraron a no sé quién, y que allí había dinero cuando construyeron la casa, y que, you know, que allí se aparece la señora. En la, en la cocina, and the kitchen's, like, crazy. So I just remember that when I go to my grandma's house, there's a room, and that's the room that I need to sleep in. Okay. I just, because there was just a lot of energy. And there was a lot of spirit. There was a lot of spirits in that house that I would feel and see, and that's when I started to really feel things because the energy over there is so potent in Mexico. Yes. Yes. Um, not that it's not here, but there's so much um, energetic like um, history. Yeah. So yeah. las casas, even the houses where they're built at, even though they're, like they're modern houses, you still feel the energy from the oh, tierra, God. from yeah. the from the past. So I would, I literally would have visions of like the colonial times, like, you know, like a man with the hat and las monedas, uh, the gold ones. Like I would get these like flashes of the, the people that were living there at yeah. that time. 
so I remember all of this at that in this trip. So I think Spirit took me back home because he wanted me to really feel, see, sense yeah. my gift. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like that. That makes sense <clears throat> to me. Like I think my trip, I it was a spiritual trip, and it was definitely somewhere that my great grandmother. I mean, my grandmother wanted me to be at that time. Mm-hmm. And when I went down there and I had met this beautiful um, girl that right away she was like, you know who brought you here, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm on myself? She's like, no, I don't think so. And like really tapped in and she's like, no, your grandma brought you here and she brought you here alone for a reason. There's a reason why you didn't take this trip with your husband, with a friend. No, you needed to be here by yourself. She's like, so I hope you're ready to receive all these things that you're going to get this trip. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I feel it was it. a lot. But I feel like that was that was part of my journey was going there and getting grounded to get ready for all the things that were to come. Right. So um, what a beautiful thing. So tell me, when did you start sharing about these feelings and these visions and everything that you would take in? Oh, my God. I didn't start sharing. I didn't because to me it was um, when I was little to me that was just normal you know what I mean like I always said I always reference the analogy of like you know when people there's people that only see black and white yeah like when you only see black and white and you don't see in color like that's just normal to you yeah so to me that was just a normal way of being um, just energetically like I literally lived my life through feeling and seeing energy like that feels right like all oh, that talk to that person don't talk to that person like spirit go there so that was just normal to me um i definitely shut it off it was a really interesting time period i think i needed to lose myself what is it that what's that song (laughs) oh my god there's a a little cool j song um don't wreck yourself. Don't something wreck yourself before you lose before it. You, yeah. 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 Literally, that's like, you know, don't wreck, you know, wreck yourself before you lose it. So I literally had to wreck myself and lose myself so that I could find myself again. And mm. that was during the time period of, it was a, it was almost like, um, spirit wanted me to like live a very human life. And I don't say, I don't always, I, it's, I have to be careful how I phrase this part of my life because I believe that it was a beautiful gift that the gifts were my kids mm-hmm. it was when I got married so when I decided to get married I literally like I stripped everything that was like my soul literally and became the embodiment of when I'm mujer like yeah. just a human woman like cook clean take care of your husband take care of your kids and I played that role for many years and it was a role that served me for many reasons like I got my beautiful three kids, you know, I got to travel a lot with baby daddy. Um, there was a lot that I learned in those 14 years that I wreck, lost myself to wreck myself, kind of, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And um, then, you know, spirit comes back in and, you know, takes away this life. And I'm literally like, who the fuck am I? Right? Broken into a million pieces. Yeah. And here <laughs> I am, like, it took me a good three years to tap back into who I was um, and I was like who the f-? I literally the question was every day who am I right. and not only who am I I couldn't even feel myself that was the saddest thing that's 
that to me is like depression. I always say like I really am a true believer that depression is not only like you know a chemical, um, a chemical uh, condition. Yes, mm-hmm. it is, but I really believe it's a spiritual condition because to me depression is when your body leaves your your soul leaves your body and you are literally numb dark gray right you don't feel and the connection's gone a hundred percent disconnect from yourself so i went through a very severe depression i was on anti you know anti-depression meds and um i don't recommend this for anyone but i intuitively cold turkey myself when i was ready because it was more of like i i just needed a little push so I went on Lexapro and I was like, let's do this. And it was like the smallest like dosage. And I did that for like about six months. And I'm like, I'm ready. And then one day I did a lot of research. Don't cold turkey, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, right. I followed my intuition. I did it. And for me, it worked. It worked out. Yeah. Because I was already had built a really strong foundation with my life. I was like, I was... Um, working out I was like going out I was I was making sure that I was self was nurturing my soul so that's kind of when I started to tap back in little by little like spirit my god those were the best three years of like spiritual school for me that's when I met Arjuna at a random Sephora like I met my Reiki master I met all these spiritual beings like literally it was like I met them at these random places and that's kind of how I started to tap back in and really last year was the real full year where I was like let's do this and believe it or not it was Pam Pam Guarribe she's uh-huh. like you need to start charging like no more you need to do this yeah. and like this is work this is Girl, work you're yeah. working yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an like, energetic exchange and right. so I really started going full force last year and ever since oh my god <laughs> it's just like it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so blessed. I feel so great. I like literally so much gratitude for um, becoming such an open vessel. Right. And yeah. I love that you shared that piece of like um, losing yourself. Right. And like, I think it's so easy for women to do that um, because we get so distracted on the expectations mm-hmm. of this life and what we're expected to do, expected to look like, expected to feel, what we're expected to hold back on, and the things we're expected to share, right? And so there is this huge thing that we go through as women as losing our identities. And I feel like there's so many of us that start reconnecting through spiritual practice, right? And I truly believe that this spiritual practice is helping me find my identity. And almost like we were saying, like, you're saying earlier like coming into your voice right and like mm-hmm. reconnecting back because it's like we were always this person but it got everything got lost in translation right and so now we're at these pivotal moments of our life and now we're been given this gift to be able to really work on ourselves and gain those pieces back that made us us to begin with you know i think it's um to share how you and i met Yes, um. <laughs> I, I feel it's so weird. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's so weird to be interviewed because I'm usually the one that's like 
you know right like kind of like asking questions and i want to ask you a question but you're like you beat me too and i'm like okay you, you do the talk well feel free to ask away though Cindy, because this does not need to be one-sided i don't feel like any of our conversations Never. have ever been one-sided Never. between you and i anyways but yeah um i think um so christina winds up putting um on this incredible event and um one of her other friends down here um her and i took a trip up to la and we're like you know we want to be a a part of what she's creating what she's doing and we want to be able to support her not really thinking like oh i'm gonna gain something from this right and we go and she's introducing us (laughs) we get introduced to you and stuff and she's introducing us to all these people and you had a raffle prize that you were giving away for a session with you and I won and I was so excited but at the same time I had no idea like where you were coming from like what the session was I don't even think I really asked you what it was about I was just like oh I have to come back up to LA and meet up with Cindy and see what this is about and I'll never forget walking um, through those doors and seeing you and one of the first things you had said was why are you here and I looked at you and I was like, because I won a raffle. I was like, what, what do we, why am I here? And I was kind of like, you know, I was really at that point where I was really hesitant on, you know, reconnecting with myself, right? And I was putting up my own walls to myself. Mm-hmm. And you had said, no, I know you won the raffle. Like, but what we're about to get into, you have all this magic inside you. And I was like, how does she know any of this like okay and then you immediately started talking about my grandma and we got into this whole conversation about it before we even started the session I think we talked for like a a good like solid 30 minutes before we even started and then you're like all right let's get to work um that session with you Cindy made me when I walked out of there it made me realize that I did have all these things inside me and I knew that they were there. I just didn't know how to put them out. And being with you had started my journey on tapping into not just myself, but my community and how important it was to gain the people around me that did these kind of things, right? And that were already, and you're like, they're everywhere. Just, I don't think they're as open in San Diego as they are up here. And it was, it was true. Like, it wasn't. So it took a lot of searching to find that that community and that support but man that started with you let me tell you what i remember about that session um same whatever you know same thing i was like okay let's do this you know like i was you know she won and you drove like you called me and you within two weeks you were (laughs) at my house usually when you do these things you know they lag for months for people to like voucher in or check you know cash their voucher in so to speak and i remember you coming and I was just like, okay, I'm ready. Let's, you know, whatever needs to happen needs to happen. And because I'm an energy healer, seer, so the first thing, the, what I felt, the Erica I see now is not the Erica that I saw back in April of last year. <clears throat> you, you, if you would have just, when you hear back this podcast, I want you to hear yourself and I want you to hear what you said, which was beautiful. You're like, I have so much to share. I have so much to give to my community. And if we go back to that day, the words that were coming out of your mouth were all about you, your your pain, your trauma, your what you were stuck on, yeah. the your inability 
you're to conceive like right. all of that was weighing you down so much there was relationships there's some relationships the your relationship space I remember mm-hmm. there was something going on with like fam- some family members yeah. it was yeah. very intense yeah. and it was all about um, you um, there was something in the air and the energy at that time that you were so um, recorded with your family and how they perceived you yeah. and like how they accepted you or didn't accept you and I remember like that was kind of was like it was so beautiful to watch because you were you were very aware of it but you just didn't know how to like shift the energetic point of vibration for you to be empowered by it so as we started to talk about this i could you know you started little by little to like let go and i started to feel the energy like the walls coming down and there was a point where I think you cried and you were like, I could feel your whole body just like collapse because you you felt the shift that you were like, dude, like this is not even about these conditions. Right. That's where people get stuck. That's the trauma. People get stuck with their trauma of the pain, of the loss, of not being able to, to fulfill something that they think is for them. But you were able to shift your vibration so drastically that you became, that you were able to give birth to other things. Because that's what you were supposed to give birth to. And I told you that day. Like, it wasn't about giving birth to a human being, per se. But you were going to give birth to your community. And I think when that happened, so, you know, a year ago, like, it sat there, but I don't think you never you you never imagined for it to manifest and how it has manifested today. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And that's why that's why it's like so incredible. Like to me, doing this work, it's not even about me. It's about the person. Right. And um, you're the perfect. I always say like there's a very I love working with people that I call like the perfect students. And it's not even about being students. They're just so open to source and willing yeah. to transformed their life that I always say you did the job all I did was put the awareness all I did was held the mirror and you did the work I mean it was so like I mean even to I go with you I get back to San Diego and I'm just like blown away and I remember talking to my sister on the drive back down and I like start telling her like these things and she's just like kind of giggling at me because I think my sister um my middle sister has always seen so much of what's inside of me more than I ever did. And her being that little sister watching mm-hmm. me, she was like, no shit, Erica, yeah. Like, <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> like, I'm great that you saw this woman and she like helped you open your own eyes to yeah. this. Um, but it was like, I remember the following week I came down here, I was talking to Caro from Por Vida and I start talking about my experience with you. And then she starts talking about this numerologist that she saw uh-huh. the same week she's like yeah i had to go to la too and i was like really and she starts talking about jasmine and i was like wait no your girl knows my girl i was like wait a <laughs> second no there's so much more of a connection yeah than that and then we wind up doing this you are home healing um workshop and had you girls come down and open us up in really bringing this to light with the community 
And then from there, it's been nothing but pure magic <laughs> that took off from there. And it did happen so quickly. But I always say, too, like, this journey had to be quick. It had to be, you are not allowed to overthink. You have to trust your intuition. You have to trust spirit. You have to do that in order to accomplish what you're meant to accomplish and in order for you to find your purpose. If yeah. that's what you want, you want your purpose, this is how it's going to happen. Yeah. So it did happen. You have to get out of like your that. own way. Right. And, I mean, when you told me how you got the space, I was mind blown. I was like, what? How does this happen? But I, I, I'm a true believer, and I, and I told you that day that it was a lot your grandma. Yeah. Your grandma is your, your she is your, like, spiritual, like, bookkeeper she's your match she's your your agent you know what i mean she's the one that's like moving things for you to do this work because you come from a long lineage of magic yeah and all you needed was to realize that to activate it to be doing this work and i feel like it's just the beginning you know like Mm -hmm. there's just so much more coming you know something that i had um after our session and i had noted um because i didn't want to forget that You had said to me that um, your purpose right now is going to be opening up tools for other women to heal. You're going to help these women, and you're not going to just be a teacher. You're going to guide them. You're going to give them all these tools, and then they'll be able to help themselves. And I was like, I have no idea what she means by that. And I was like, okay, but I'm going to go with it. And then the... The coolest part of that is something that you had dug into and you said, but when you're older, like when you're a senora, people are going to come to you for something different, like a death doula. Like they're going to come to you so that you can help them go into the light. That part was the most trippy thing out of my whole experience with you because that was something that all my experiences with death, I didn't open up and share about those things, especially as a kid. Like. I thought people would think I was weird, so I just didn't say anything about those experiences. Now I'm in a space where I can openly talk about that with people who understand where I'm Mm -hmm. coming from. But I will tell you, I had an experience the other day that made me think about you because I was holding on to, um, we have Raquel, and I think she was at the last market that you came to, um, our energy crystal healer. Mm -hmm. And she had given me this piece to hold in my hand. And when I held it, I closed my eyes and I felt like I was pushed through a tunnel, right? Like almost like a cannonball, right? Mm -hmm. And this ball goes through the tunnel and then I stop at the end of the tunnel and there's this woman there waiting for me Mm. and she's staring at me. And of course, the first thing I thought was, who is this person? I didn't even get a a chance to ask her. She looked at me and smiled and looked at me like, you know exactly who I am. And it was me. And it was oh my me, God. Like maybe Ooh. 30 years from now. I have chills. And just the way that Ooh. she looked at me, like, you're going to get here. You're going to get here. And it was so much different than visualizing my higher self, right? And we talk a lot in this space yeah. about connecting with your higher self <clears throat> because I feel like your higher self is still so reachable, right? It's not that far out. And so to see me that far out, it was a whole, a whole other experience that I was so grateful to have in that moment but it made me think about you because I was like damn that's the senora that she was talking about like that's there I am like that's her with all the gray hair like long and like even down to the clothes and everything and I was like what a crazy experience to have 
be in the beginning of something that I had no idea it was the beginning of and to have you be that guide that opened up that third eye it I will be forever grateful for you Cindy like forever grateful on you helping me get to that because I know that your purpose well, let's talk about that let's um let's talk about your purpose oh my god I just need to like say something about that because yeah. I you know I'm when I'm activated I start getting downloads channeling right. and it's like it's happening right now and it's funny because like that when you said that la señora is like doña Erika you know la doña doña Erika and I really do see like you know 30 years from now you opening a whole space with that word doña Erika and I really do see like it's going to be something where you help grieving families understand where their family members went and you're going to have all these tools for them and you're going to help them heal through their grieving and they're going to call you and they're going to call you they're going to call Doña Erika to come to the bedside as people are passing on to help them transition and it's going to be a very healing experience for the whole family because you carry that in your DNA and it's amazing like I see it so clearly and I see you like so jovial like I don't use this word but the word jovial is coming and just you know very like ya vida. you've you have a lot of energy and DNA in your body from the community yeah and because yeah. you've gathered literally this is what's happening right now you're literally gathering all this energy in your space and your body you're getting activated from this sense from the from this earth literally from this tierra that a lot of our ancestors lived in you're getting activated and you're getting you're harnessing this beautiful being that you're going to become because you have all this imprint from everyone in la comunidad that by the time you get to that space you're just flowing through life you're not even needing to do anything because you're literally given all of the energy all of the activations all of everything that you need that you've been that you're going to about to embark in the next 30 years is going to lead you to that yeah. time point. <laughs> uh, I feel that there's been moments too, especially since opening Copa Litiera, there's been moments too where I have found myself grounded in a sense where I felt the earth grab my feet and grab mm-hmm. my ankles. There's been moments where I literally have stood there going, oh, the Tierra has me. Mm-hmm. The, that's the Tierra telling me like, got you supporting you you're balanced you're here like you can be strong in your stance like you are where you're supposed to be and that's been such an incredible thing i want you to close your eyes right now and i want you to say yo soy mujer de la tierra yo soy mujer de la tierra yo soy mujer de la tierra yo soy Yo soy mujer de la tierra. Yo soy mujer de la tierra. Estoy lista. Estoy lista. A servirle. Estoy lista. Estoy lista. A servirte. You're a servant of the earth. Eres mujer de la tierra. You're a servant. Soy mujer de la tierra. Tú eres mujer de la tierra. That's why you have these experiences because you are literally like, you are like an embodiment of Mother Earth. And it, not like the, not like the Mother Earth, like the ancestors. Because yeah. our 
La tierra carga energía of the people that have walked. So I, that's, that's why you feel so connected to La Tierra, because they're grabbing you. Yeah. These people are grabbing you. They're, they're guiding you. They're walking you in, on your path. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Tú eres mujer de La Tierra. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Dang, girl. <laughs> sorry. Like, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's no. spirit. <laughs> sorry, that's spirit. <laughs> that's what happens, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so tell me, tell me a little bit about how you came to serving your purpose and what that experience was like for you. So it started with the divorce. My sole mission was when I was fucking healing, it was a very lonely period. Mm -hmm. I could not find one person in my path to like hold space for me for this deeper soul that I was. And um, I went to therapy, miles of, hundreds of therapists, um, literally hundreds, because I could not find anybody to nurture my soul, um, hold space for me. And, um, you know, they did, they, they did serve a purpose. You know what I mean? Like, I'm right. not gonna, because I am a true believer right. that therapy with the art of energy work yes. is magic, magic. A hundred percent agree on that. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm going to track a little bit, sidetrack. When I see people that have severe trauma, because I really do work with, that's what my specialty is, people with severe trauma. I, like, I, sh I shake, I shock people. Yeah. You, you were about to say you shock me. Yeah, I shock people out of their, right. like, limiting beliefs. Right. So, I do that. I do these activations, but then I tell them, I'm very clear, like, I am not your guru. I am not the one that's going to, like, I am not your guru. All I'm doing right now is activating you for you to do what you have to do right you have to follow your intuition right. your intuition is your guru right. so that's all i'm doing yeah. and yeah we're connected but don't become codependent to me don't become codependent to these yes. energy healers because then it it it's like it's almost excess out the healing yes it mm -hmm. doesn't work so then a lot of things that i say is like and if i feel like somebody needs therapy like you need to go to the therapist you need to do it because i'm yeah. not gonna you know the way curar así. You have to do the work. It's a very vital part, vital part of the prescription for your soul. Right. Therapy and energy healing. I'm glad that you said that too because I think that's a huge misconception of being a person who works with energy. Um, because I tell people that a lot too. Like if you can come to this space and gain tools from here, but stay in your therapy, like you can gain the best of both worlds. And then come up with your own game plan on what works for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how I started because I felt so, I just couldn't find that peace, that rest, that healing that I needed to nurture what I was going through. Mm -hmm. So that's how the mommy got it started. I literally was like one day I started at, I don't know what it was this platform, this group. I just started to write. And I started through writing, just blogging, blogging, blogging. That writing connected me to my soul. So a lot of the writing that I have from when I was going through my divorce was a lot of my higher self coming to heal me. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, my and my my higher self, my source, the universe was my healer. Like that was like, no, you already know all this. Yeah. Don't look for it outside. So through the writing was what activated that trust 
because I didn't trust myself at that point. So as I'm writing, I'm learning, I'm tapping into my intuition, I'm starting to trust myself. And then as I'm starting to open, because you know, the gunk, I'm, I'm a huge believer. This is what I love doing, less linkias and the activations. Like, mm -hmm. I remove the gunk so that you're able to be a clear filter. Right. And as you're becoming a clear filter, you're learning how to take one step at a time. You're learning to walk again like a baby. That's why I love that song, the Food Fighters. Learning to walk again. Um, it's very symbolic. Because you're, I'm learning. You're learning to be who you are again, and as this is happening, you know, I got all these the healers and everything, and I started to take these classes, and I felt a huge calling in my heart to hold space for people that needed that connection. Because for me, it was like the the belief. What helped me was I'm a true believer that if you have one person, one person that you're connected to, and that believes in you, and that sees your light your life changes completely and that's what people souls are journeying all their lifetimes they want the connection from their parents their validation they want they just want to be seen and i wanted to be seen yeah. but guess what nobody could nobody could hold the space of me being seen because i needed to see myself first right i need that was the, the journey and through seeing myself then spirit gave me the biggest gift of ever, which is manifesting right now. Me being seen by my community. Right. And that's the, that's how the connection, the mommy goddess was my connection. The connection that I needed to be seen, be heard, be felt, to start healing. So that's how I started my, my practices. That's how I started to serve. And it started with uh, talking to women that were going through their divorce. And from that, it has expanded to literally right now, um, transitioning so much to just being a soul activator. Like the gender does not exist in my in my realm anymore. I really, and I told you, I think this when I we last talked, I want to work with men. Yeah. I want to hold space for men. I want to activate men. I want to have um, I want to have space for them to grow. Right. So, which is interesting mm -hmm. too because uh, you know, working with male energy was really scary for me before I did it mm -hmm. because I was like I am a woman I know women like that is what I know that's what I can relate with and I was so nervous the first time three of them came in here for breath work and I was like oh no I'm gonna have to change my wording like I'm gonna have to like reconnect with something else and then I started working and I was like wait energy is energy mm-hmm and all that went away as soon as I realized energy is energy, period. And then it was just about filling out how, what tools could work best for them because it is something men and women do process differently. Mm -hmm. But energy is energy. And it was like, duh, <laughs> like, yeah. this is going to be fine. Yeah. And it was an amazing experience to yeah. do that. A soul sees a soul. They don't see yeah. gender. Right. And I had the same experience when I did my first healing on a man. Dude, it was the trippiest experience. He comes in and we do like, you know, we sit on the sofa, we talk, mm -hmm. and then we get on the table. And as I'm like, you know, because they have genitals, I'm like, mm, you know, you're doing Reiki. And I'm like, mm. So I literally, like, I was so, like, I freaked myself so much out of, like, it being a male that I didn't even go near their genital, his genitals to, like, do the Reiki. Uh -huh. I just went on the legs. And he's, he's a very, oh, my God, he's a lovely soul. He's a beautiful, like, soul. He's so open that I was able to like talk to him about it afterwards. Uh-huh. And he's like, dude, like you should have just gone for it. 
And um, what ended up happening was after the table, I actually energetically with my mind like tapped in, mm-hmm. and he did have a lot of energy re- to be removed from his his power, his his because he had gone to um, he was a veteran, he had gone to Afghanistan, so there was a lot of um, um, taking of power, like he felt powerless mm-hmm. because he's of the situation right. so there was a lot of healing that he needed to do in that area and he, I just have I just did it from just him being in front of me and he was open but it was a, a trippy thing and it was a beautiful thing though like now right. I'm not afraid like I'm not afraid of going there with men <laughs> yeah yeah um, so in this in this journey what are the negative things that you have faced, whether if it's been judgment from people, Mm -hmm. your community, family, what is the negative part to being on this journey? Myself. Mm. (laughs) Let's be real. Yeah. It's my own limiting beliefs. The negative has been me become having the imposter syndrome. Yeah. It's a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge one for women. That's a huge one culturally. Yes. For women to me. Face. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there is, like right now, I'm learning a lot about, like, I do believe. I don't want to say I do believe because I don't, you know, every, anything that you believe, it, you attract. Mm-hmm. I, it's out there. I don't want to say I believe because I don't believe. But I know it's out there. Que hay gente que es envidiosa. Mm-hmm. You know, que te echa el mal de ojo, que te echa las envidias. But um, this I do believe. I'm a true fucking believer that when your fucking your frequency is so high, so potent, that it doesn't penetrate. Right. It literally bounces back. And guess what happens? And I'm gonna say that really for the people because it goes right back into their in their in their energetic field, and they it festers, and yeah. they're angry and they're just unhappy, and it literally like you you try to like that 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 right to those people, yeah. but it just comes right back. So I'm a true believer that that does exist. And um, when you're vibrating so high, I mean, you don't even need protection. You just, you're just going, you just know. I always carry my protection just because I'm crazy that way. I'll have right. like 10 crystals on my bra and <laughs> right. everywhere and my purses. And my I arms. have my little pouch in my yeah. purse now. Right? When you're vibrating so high, you don't really need protection. You're just right. always guided and protected. But it's safe practices. I call it safe practices. Yeah. Like energy work, there's a lot of like basic safe practices that must be um, taken into consideration when you're doing energy work. You know, tus baños with the Epsom ball baths, uh, your ritual work. Like it's, right. I call that spiritual self care. When you're of service, you have to right. nurture back your energy. Right. So, yeah. have you, now that you've been involved in this and, and putting yourself out there on that? that spiritual level do you have support from your family in it well oh yeah let's let's tap into that um when it comes to that uh, experience for me this sounds really crazy (laughs) because I'm and I think I've told a lot of people I feel very disconnected Mm -hmm. from I'm very detached Mm -hmm. and it's not a bad thing because I love my family to death, and I have this relationship where I feel so, yo me, yo me liberé de todo eso, you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm just me. Right. I've taken in the essence, because I was um, told, I got into this meditation at, at an event, and I say where, like, because there, there was this healing that I needed to do where I felt like, I felt so lonely, like, oh my God, like, I felt like I was abandoned by my mom and my dad at a yes. young age, because se casaron, and I was like, I was 17, and I was, 
between 13 and 17, I was just kind of like this, like, I was like living in people's houses because my mom was like married and she was living her life and my dad was like doing the same thing. And I don't think they did that on purpose. It's just like they were just living life and I'm such an independent person that I just did whatever the fuck I wanted. Uh Uh-huh. So I, there was some healing that I needed to do with that. And when I went into the healing and like God told me, he's like, they are not your parents. I am your parent. And the only love that you need and the only connection that you need is from me. So when I knew that deep down inside, that literally like my, I'm on a mission. I'm a soul on a mission. And that all these beings that I have, my ex-husband, my kids, these people don't belong to me. I don't belong to them. I'm just doing my thing here. And I could love on them and like have a beautiful relationship with them. But I am not attached to anybody at that level. Not even my kids. So when you say, like, how did that affect you? I was like, it didn't affect me because I've been owning my path so hard yeah. that they have, it's almost like they have no conviction. They have nothing to say about it. Right. You know? And I talk about this a lot. That's like your energetic point of attraction. Mm-hmm. When you have the thought of, like, oh, my God, what are they going to think about me? And, like, like, you attract that. You, right. attract, you attract the judgment. You attract... Yeah. So I always say, and it's a hard thing to do because it takes a lot of like, a it's lot work. of work yeah. to go to the point where you like completely and com- have that conviction of who you are and just fearlessly be yourself without the ego. It's not an ego thing. You're just being you. That's right. it. You're not trying to be like, this is who I am. You're just you and that's it. Right. So people don't like, I don't feel like I don't, I've, I've, I haven't attracted any of that judgment. I don't feel it. It's not in my space. And if it is, I'm like, fuck you. Cause I know that I'm living from a space of love. Y lo estoy haciendo with the right intention. I'm not doing it for any other intention, but to serve. So when it comes to my family, they're so open to it. They're the joke. It's, I, I feel like they're all in their, my, my dad's on his journey and my dad's on, on, my mom's on her journey with me. De lejitos. You know, my dad like will call me. It's like, because I'm very, like, independent. I won't call them. They're like, no me has hablado. Que ya, que, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Like, that kind of thing. You know, me quieres. Like, uh-huh. He's just being playful. But <laughs> but I know he means it. So I right. started, actually, started this Monday. I call all my mom and my dad. Hi, papa. Como estas? Like, you know, have a beautiful week. That's it. Boom. Yeah. I don't want to have, like, I don't I don't have time to be, like, los chismes. No quiero. So it's just a mere way of, like, validating their existence on this plane with me. It's, so my dad, you know, he's like, oh, ¿cómo te está yendo con tus cosas de tu brujita? Y que las cartas, ¿cuándo me vas a leer las cartas? He's being facetious. Right. But he's, he's, he's embracing me. But he's still, I, right, he's, exactly. In his own way. And my mom, she's completely open. She's always like, she's actually, has become kind of like my client, <laughs> believe it or not. She'll call me when she's going through a hard time and she just needs like some spiritual advice. It doesn't feel that way because how the conversation starts but it ends up that way like yeah. I switch I don't I'm not the daughter you know yeah. I become like uh, just I, who you are yes yes not just the title of yes. who you are to them yes yeah. so um, that's kind of my journey with my family and my kids oh no city that's what I was going to ask you about the <laughs> kids that was my next thing my kids <laughs> my kids uh, it's they're funny they're like I think they're finally embracing the work that I'm doing because mm-hmm. it's, it's a huge sacrifice. I'm not going to lie. This is something, a conversation I've been having with baby daddy and with a few close friends of mine where I'm struggling with the time because I'm 
so open and so of service to the community that I need to learn how to balance still nurturing my kids, right. even though they're grown. Yeah. But they get it. You know, they, they get it so much. They're so used to me, like, working. Like, oh, I'm going to go on a phone call. Yeah. They go to the room. They know what to do. Oh, you know, but we do talk about it. I talk, as far mm-hmm. as the, the, the energy work, they embrace it. They think I'm crazy and I'm a hippie and that I was, we always, our house always smells like, you know, sage and, uh-huh. and, <laughs> and all of that. But they've learned to embrace my craziness. And um, it's also just a very symbolic, um, how our relationship is. Cause I have embraced who they are. Uh, yeah. 2000, like a million percent, like that's the beauty of them like they are who they are and I'm who I am and I'm not hurting anybody and they're not hurting anybody and we're just like co-creating in this lifetime with my kids you know like they get it do you see what the intensity of what you had at a young age do you see that in any of your children all of them yeah yeah my middle one is the one that's the most activated he is a cancer and he is a hombre siente Something about those middle children. Oh my God! Yes, uh, I find that a lot when you, when you see that in siblings. And my sister, I always say like, yeah. she has more power than the three of us combined. But yes. she's the one that kind of steps back the most from it because yeah. she knows how much she can, yeah, own into that. Yeah, I think we're like twin souls, or like we're like I feel like my middle one and I are very, our souls are very similar. Like he has almost like a. a very similar energetic imprint than I do mm-hmm. um, and we just like very simpatico like he's a beautiful he's the kindest kid that you'll ever see and need and oh my god that kid like he makes me cry sometimes because he's just so tapped into his emotions and his kindness his yes. heart and so he's the one and my oldest one's like a wise old soul you hear him speak Erica and I'm like I didn't I do not speak that way he's so eloquent he's so everything's like he calls me out you know on my shit sometimes like he's just righteous and he's old soul in my middle my youngest one he's just like this free spirit and he's very um i wish i had that trait of him he's very like analytical but he's always very like organized like todo like mm-hmm. toda la ley you know what i mean yeah and where i'm like Woo, you know so <laughs> i learned from each one of them <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all different things, right? Yes, 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 um, Coming to the end of this episode, um, what would you like our listeners to know either about you or, or about your journey, or whether that's something on the personal side or something of your spiritual side? Oh, my God. I think I covered a lot today. Yeah, I you did. Expecting <laughs> this to, like, it was a beautiful, it's like, I mean, it's so beautiful, like, how yeah. it just flew. Like, yeah. I, we could talk for hours. I know that. Um what do I want them to know? That we're here. We're, I want everyone to know that we all have the divine right to be free, to be happy, to live in our passion. And I want to break that down because it sounds like so beautiful, but it starts with a decision with you deciding that you're going to literally like control, alt, delete 
mm-hmm. everything that's in your body. You know, like we are human side people. People around us have us programmed to be prideful, to hate, to hold on to shit that happened 20, 30 years ago. Right. And it's like, dude, like, it's as simple as you saying, I cannot live in this energetic body anymore. And fucking letting it go. And usually people don't, it, and it's that easy to do. It's that simple to start that with that thought. And then once you open up yourself to that, everything comes to your way. The healing comes, the people come, people, you start to go on this journey. And it's a beautiful, slow journey. I'm not going to tell you, think, no. It's going to be a process. But I want everyone to know that we all have the divine right to live from the highest point of vibration that we're meant to live. It is possible. What about any advice that you can give to the listeners who are fearful of the things that they feel, see, hear? And I know that happens a lot, and I know especially a lot of people that um, they get scared because of what they've gone through in church, right? And, and scared of that, like, they've been taught all these things are so negative. Um, what would you, what kind of advice would you give those people? When it comes to the spiritual gift? Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you this. This is a very, to me, I'm a true believer, and I'm probably going to get a lot of pushback on this. You will manifest an illness if you don't follow your gift. Yeah. Autoimmune diseases are all mostly, I could say, uh, I'm not a, an expert on any of this, intuitively, I just know it, are all manifestations of you not tapping into your gift. You will manifest an illness. So it's either live in pain or walk your truth. Mm-hmm. I want you to hear this again. It's either live in pain or walk your truth. And it's a journey. I know a few people that I I personally know that have autoimmune diseases and have an even mental illness like bipolar and that have started to tap into their gift. They were literally like activated. And I, they, I was talking to one of my girlfriends, really close girlfriend of mine a few, literally like three days ago. And she was literally mind blown because her fucking gift is so strong and she literally surrendered to it and she's been like crazy receiving and um, she's starting to feel better and she's like, I think I might need it. I could get off of meds. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, you know, I was like, wow. But it's a journey and that's, that's the beautiful thing. It doesn't like, nobody could take that away from you. Like yeah. that journey. So yeah, yeah, that's you... You either choose to embrace your gift or be in pain. Mm-hmm. And one thing I could tell you there, you will get the teacher. like when you're ready to learn, the teacher will come. So, you know, that's a huge part of what I do on my practice. I have, I don't only activate souls and do healings. Like I do spiritual mentorship. I take people in that are starting their journey and we work together. Mm-hmm. They call me, they have questions, they have dreams. And we just work through things together. Because right, it is work. 
Yeah, but you just need <laughs> that one person that understands you're crazy. Right. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, I'm not that crazy, crazy after all. Yeah. Like, oh, this wasn't this crazy thing that I like yes. put in my own head. Like, this is real. It is yeah. out there. There are people that understand, you know, where yeah. they're coming from. Um, Cindy, can you leave your info on how people can find you and connect with you? Yes, so I consider myself the Instagram queen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unlike other people, they're like, oh, social media. I, it's again, it's about the, the energetic point of attraction. Right. I see social media as a blessing. My social media is intended for you to come to my page and feel amazing. Yeah. Um, and also just some rawness, like just be you. So yeah. um, Instagram at Cindy Canick, just my name. Um, my website, Cindy, uh, themommygoddess.com, uh, and I have my other pages, which if you go to the Cindy Canick, you'll be, you know, linked through there. From there. Yeah. 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 And of course, I will tag you on um, my Instagram and my social media and stuff, too, so that people have all access to access you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Dip into you. Um, Cindy, I'm so excited that you came down and made this drive and that you made the time to be here with me and share because this was a really important episode not just for people to understand you and your story but also under, uh, help my listeners understand my journey and where I am now um, compared to where I was when I first started this so I appreciate that I want to end the podcast with asking you oh, who are shit. you <laughs> yes, let's end it that way because I started with who am I, who am I now? Yeah. and who are you now um, who I am today is a woman who is walking in her purpose. Um, it took me a long time to discover what that purpose was. Um, even though in the back of my head, I, I knew it was there, um, but I needed to find the right support in my life to feel supported in that journey so I could really blossom and really come into my own stance. Um, I'm a person who serves my community my community is at the top of my list. It's where I find my true purpose. It's where I find um, gratitude from others that I didn't know could be there before. Um, and to be able to do it on the platform that I create is a gift from God in itself. It is such a blessing for me to be able to put this podcast out, for me to hold this space here and know that it's so much bigger than little me. There's this bigger picture in it that I get to serve, not just the women in my community, which I thought it was just gonna be women <laughs> serving, um, but serving anybody in this community that is willing to walk through these doors and willing to show up for themselves. And I'm there to help guide. That's so beautiful. It's been great. It's yeah. been really great. It's yeah. been really great to see um, before all this even started and to see that bigger picture and be able to manifest and be able to have the universe align things you know really showed me I'm exactly where I need to be well that's an amazing place to be at these are your babies yeah this is cheers to your this babies. is part of my creation these right this babies. is my birth these this are is your what birth. I birth these are your babies that's yeah. amazing and I'm excited for what this year is going to bring excited to keep sharing where i'm at and where i'm going yay yay <laughs>
Yes, thank you again so much, Cindy. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy and you being so open and honest to share. Um, it's beautiful. So thank you so much. And until then, fist up, chingonas. Thank you.